Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Happy Independence Day, White Sox fans! I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for July 4th, 2018. Good thing today is a holiday, because the White Sox worked overtime on Tuesday night, beating the Reds 12-8 in 12 innings. Time of game, 4 hours and 36 minutes. The fact that it got to extra innings was a triumph in its own right. The White Sox trailed 4-0 after 4 batters, and they trailed 7-2 after 5 innings. And when they tied the game in the top of the 8th, the Reds untied it in the bottom of the 8th. But Avi Garcia's second homer of the game blew Razel Iglesias' save attempt in the top of the ninth, and the White Sox bullpen kept the Reds down until Yoan Makata's bases-clearing triple in the 12th inning gave the Sox their first and only lead of the night. The Reds' defense was begging for the White Sox to take it in extras. Shortstop Jose Peraza extended the 11th inning by misplaying a Daniel Palka chopper to load the bases, but Scooter Jeanette got in front of Kevin Smith's hard grounder to end it. When Tim Anderson hit another one towards second to start the 12th, Jeanette couldn't get in front of it without bringing the infield lip into play, and the ball scooted past him for an inning opening error. Anderson stole second on a pitch out, although Matt Davidson's walk diminished the impressiveness a little bit. Adam Engel successfully bunted both runners over, and then reached himself when he jarred the ball loose from Jeanette's glove at first. The throw from third baseman Eugenio Suarez was into the baseline, and Engel, running on the inside of the line, punched the ball out with his natural arm swing. Omar Narvaez came to the plate with the bases loaded, but his smoked liner found Joey Votto's mitt for one out. Then it was Mancata's turn, and he worked a 3-0 count from Jackson Stevens. He made Stevens prove he could throw one strike, and when Stevens came with a second fastball, even though it was a little off the plate inside, Mancata wasn't going to set himself up for more two-strike bad luck. He turned on it and raked it into the right field corner to score all three runners. Mancata came home a batter later. After pulling back on a safety squeeze to fall behind 0-2, Yolmer Sanchez stayed with a slow curve and lofted it to deep right field. 
Brandon Dixon gave it all he had and robbed Sanchez of a homer, but he also played it into a triple. Dixon caught the ball while it was over the fence, but the contact with the wall separated his glove from his hand, and then the ball separated from his glove. Both fell back into fair territory, and Sanchez made it to third with an RBI triple, giving the Sox a 12-8 lead. The Sox couldn't score Sanchez because the Reds walked the bases loaded to bring Hector Santiago to the plate, and Santiago grounded into a double play. It didn't matter, though, because Santiago struck out the side for the second time in as many innings to close out his own win. That thrilling turn was made possible because Avi Garcia can't stop homering. He's pulling fastballs like never before, and in the ninth, he turned on Iglesias' inner half heater and hammered it into the second deck to tie the game at eight. Had Garcia come up empty, the story was going to be Billy Hamilton's game-changing speed. Hamilton led off the eighth with a single against Jace Fry and moved to second on a bunt, which didn't seem to be the best use of Hamilton's wheels. He was just saving his energy for the other 180 feet, though. He stole third on Fry, who would have had Hamilton picked off had he looked back one more time because Tim Anderson was standing on second. Then, when Anderson stopped a grounder while playing in, he checked Hamilton multiple times. However, he couldn't stop Hamilton from breaking towards home, and he took off just as Anderson fired the first. Davidson made a quick throw home, but it was a little high, and Kevin Smith couldn't slap down a tag before Hamilton's hand hit the plate. It was a deflating moment because the White Sox spent the first eight innings digging out of an early hole. The game could have been a snoozer because Lucas Giolito had his usual inauspicious start. The Reds assaulted him with a triple, homer, walk, and another homer, building a 4-0 lead over just 15 pitches. Jesse Winker then doubled to force Don Cooper to visit the mound, and Giolito got out of the inning. The Sox cut that lead in half in the fourth, as Daniel Palka followed a Garcia single with a two-run shot off Anthony DiSclefani. But the Reds answered an inning later with a third homer off Giolito, this one a three-run shot by Adam Duvall that made it a 7-2 game. The Sox answered that one immediately and resoundingly. With one out in the sixth, Garcia and Palka went back-to-back off DiSclefani, and Smith chased him from the game with an infield single. Michael Lorenzen came in, but he couldn't stop the bleeding because Anderson pushed a single through the right side, and Davidson launched a double off the wall and right to make it a 7-5 game. Engel then took advantage of the infield back, hitting a grounder to third that scored Anderson to make it a one-run game. They couldn't tie at that inning, but they reached that summit two innings later. Smith's second infield single of the game started it, and he moved a second on a ground out. After a Davidson walk, Smith moved a third on Engel's flyout to right, and Rick Renteria then called for Leary Garcia to pinch hit for Bruce Rondone, who survived two base runners and deep fly ball for a scoreless seventh. Leary fell behind 1-2, but he took one David Hernandez curveball and fought off another. When Hernandez tried to sneak a fastball by him, Garcia was ready. With a choked-up grip and a short swing, he shoved a line drive over the head of Jeanette for a game-tying single. Moncada then had his first chance to break open the game, but he was called out on a questionable check swing that temporarily extended his streak of bad luck. Fortunately, that game-winning triple made it moot. It also deflects attention away from Giolito, whose improved velocity didn't yield improved results. His ERA crept back to 6.93 after allowing seven runs over five innings. Credit Rick Renteria for managing this game really well. He emptied the bench, but he used Jace Fry for two full innings, Joaquim Soria in a tie game, and effectively double-switched in Hector Santiago for the other extra innings. The Sox and Reds will be back at it tonight for the rubber match. Usually, 4th of July games are played during the afternoon, but both teams will appreciate the 6.10 p.m. Central start time. The game is on NBC Sports Chicago and ESPN for those out of the Chicago and Cincinnati markets. It's still in Covey against the Long Island as Hell Sal Romano. Neither starter has been all that impressive on the whole, although Romano's pitched better of late.
We'll see if Jose Abreu plays. He was out of the starting lineup due to a sore ankle, but pinch hit for Soria in the 11th. He grounded out to second and didn't move all that well down the line, so it's possible Renteria will try to give him a full day off this time. Also, it'd sure help if Covey went deep into the game, because Luis Avalon and Chris Volstad were the only relievers who didn't appear. Down in the minors, Charlotte and Birmingham were both shut out. The Knights were blinked by Norfolk 4-0 despite a perfect game at the plate for Sebi Zavala, who went 3-for-3 three three with a double and was also hit by a pitch. The problem was that he had half of Charlotte's hits. Jordan Stevens took the hard luck loss as he allowed just one run over six innings. Tiago Vieira had his first rough outing in a while, giving up three runs in the eighth. The Barons struck out 17 times in a 3-0 loss to Jackson. Nobody had a particularly good night at the plate, but the top of the order really wore it. Joel Booker went 0-4 with three strikeouts, and Luis Alexander Basabe struck out all four times at bat. Alec Hansen is still struggling to find his form, giving up three runs over four innings due in large part to six walks. He threw just 34 of 78 pitches for strikes. Kannapolis lost to Rome 7-5, Justin Nierczak went 2-4. for four. Great Falls blew a late lead in a 6-5 loss to Helena, but Corey Zangari hit a second homer, which is good news for the first baseman who missed all of 2017 due to Tommy John surgery. The AZL White Sox lost to the AZL Dodgers 10-5. Ian Clarkin made his first rehab outing as he tries to come back from a groin injury, and he gave up three runs over two innings. Camilo Quintero reached base four times to raise his OBP over 500. The DSL White Sox lost to the DSL D-back 6-5, so add it all up, and the White Sox affiliates went 0-6 on Tuesday. They might have gone 0-7, but Winston-Salem's game against Wilmington was suspended due to rain in the fourth inning. The Dash were trailing 4-1 at the time. Around the league, the Indians now lead the AL Central by double digits. They beat the Royals 6-4, while Detroit lost to the Cubs 5-3, and the Twins were shut out by the Brewers 2-0. A funny note in that Twins game, the Twins didn't record an out at first base or an assist all game. 16 Milwaukee hitters were retired by strikeout, 7 by flyout, and 1 by lineout. However it happened, it didn't change the fortunes of both teams involved. The plummeting Twins have lost 5 straight, while the Brewers are the first NL team to 50 wins. Dallas Keuchel helped the Astros snap their three-game losing streak to maintain their slim lead over the Mariners in the AL West, and the Red Sox and Yankees both won to keep their one-game margin atop the AL East. And the big news from Tuesday is that Shohei Otani returned to action as a hitter as the Angels try to keep his bat in the lineup despite a UCL injury that required a platelet-rich plasma injection. He looked a little rusty in his first game back, going 0-4 with three strikeouts and a loss to Seattle. That'll do it for this holiday edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to join the discussion, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at SoxMachine. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play Music stores. And if you're feeling generous, you can help support everything Sox Machine via Patreon at patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. I hope everybody has a happy fourth and that all explosions are intentional. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.